Hello, hello. Welcome to Bone Stabbers. Uh, this little special episode. We just watched the movie, the 1989 masterpiece. Uh, well, that's a stretch. Uh, the 1989 movie that was shown in cinemas called Roadhouse. Yeah, it's uh, a movie. It's a movie uh, with Patrick Swayze and uh, another guy uh, who I've, I've seen a bunch of other stuff, Sam Elliott. Uh, yeah, Sam Elliott and then uh, Ben Gazzara is the, the villain. He's a uh, Jackie Treehorn. From, right. Uh, yeah, Big Lebowski. I was trying to remember where I've seen him before. Yeah. Um, pretty much plays the same villain, same style of villain <laughs> in every movie. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is Roadhouse takes you into a world that I, I didn't know existed of <laughs> super famous uh, special forces operative bouncers. Um, yeah. That just wherever they go across the country, everyone knows their name. Everyone mm-hmm. can instantly recognize them. Uh, yeah. except when like they you... need to do character exposition. <laughs> yeah, like in the, in the world of Roadhouse, if you've ever worked in the food service industry, you just know who these bouncers are by osmosis. Yeah. yeah. Now, I've I've never heard of a bouncer before, except a, a friend I a, a friend who used to to work as a bouncer. That's the only bouncer I can name. Mm-hmm. Um, yet. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just a little out of the loop. Maybe I'm just a little too indoors um, to know. Yeah, I, think, that... I think you're just out of the loop. I think uh, I think you're not paying attention to the whispers in the dark corners of bars and restaurants about <laughs> you know <laughs> the exploits of world famous coolers, as they call them. In oh the yeah, world of Roadhouse. Yeah, they're not bouncers. They're coolers. Uh, get it right. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So uh, where this starts out. Patrick Swayze um, is R.I.P. is a uh, hmm. bouncer in a pretty rough bar. It seems to be a specialty is being a cooler. Sorry, and... I, I do want to. I do want to take a quick detour though, just to stop you for a second. Yeah, you said R.I.P. Mm-hmm. and I, I genuinely mean that unironically because for as strange as the movie Roadhouse is, that like this movie was made and released in movie theaters, <laughs> like. Patrick Swayze gives it his all. Yeah. Like he, he acted like he took it seriously enough where he was, you could tell he was giving it something. Definitely. He really practiced his roundhouse kicks for this one. They should have called (laughs) this one roundhouse. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But it was, uh, it's actually, uh, I I also believe that it was the first movie, uh, a first American movie made about the Iraq war. Um, Mm. You know, about, 13 years before it started um (laughs) but we'll get into that uh yeah but yeah so it's really i think it really like predicted a lot of things Mm -hmm. you know that wouldn't happen for decades after this movie so it's it is oddly prescient if you can (laughs) uh if you can sort of dig through the the onion-like layers of metaphor (laughs) it's like it's the notion of action movies yeah um it's like an action dance movie um <laughs> uh okay all right so let's, let's run this down um yeah so it starts out patrick swayze st- uh still in afghanistan um <laughs> you mean what is in the other bar yeah in just an, like a nameless city yeah it yeah. just he just uh he just cooling the hell out of that place <laughs> yeah uh when um not jackie treehorn but the the guy who kind of seems like Jackie Treehorn, who's also yeah. been in a bunch of movies. 
yeah the the good bar owner i don't i don't know the guy's name yeah in the movie yeah uh he, he sees he wanted you know he's heard of uh of patrick swayze whose character is just dalton no last name ever mm-hmm. even when other characters introduce themselves with first and last names he's just yeah dalton well um, i mean he's like all the good characters in literature they don't need a last name they can just go by the the first name they can just be eponymous characters you know yeah um yeah like jesus jesus didn't need a last name yeah that does anyone <laughs> has anyone ever heard of jesus's last name before <laughs> uh, doesn't need shit um yeah so yeah, uh, Dalton Christ, uh, is, <laughs> I think is his name. Um, you know, he's he's world famous for his his abilities to bounce and cool, <laughs> and uh, and good. Uh, you know, I guess good version of Jackie Treehorn. Um, mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of that in this movie. A lot of characters that are on the good side look yeah. a lot like characters that are on the evil side. Like the yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get to it later, but there's um there's just like a basically Patrick Swayze with dark hair, and he's the bad guy, one of the bad yeah. guys. Yeah, no, definitely there is like an evil like if this was a there's like an evil Patrick Swayze. If this was the world of Dune, you know, this would be uh, Floyd, uh Fade Ralpha to <laughs> Patrick Swayze's um, Paul Atreides. So, okay, yeah, yeah. I I understand, remembered one of the names from that. Um, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah, but also uh, just. Just to go off on that tangent a little bit. This movie has a lot of similarities to Dune, too. Mm. <laughs> Mostly in the sense that in a world of like modern technology, these people are just still knife fighting and, and like roundhouse kicking and punching each other when they could easily just end this with a gun yeah. <laughs> or like any normal way. Like Patrick Swayze's character, and I'm going to get a little far ahead, but he lives across like a golf course water feature from the villain it's never really explained if it's a river or pond or whatever um the, the guy could just shoot him <laughs> like anytime yeah yeah i wouldn't i mean this movie would be a lot shorter like characters didn't discover guns until the second <laughs> half of the movie otherwise yeah. it would have been over in half an hour because <laughs> there's a stretch over the first hour of the movie where every single every single like minor disagreement ends in a knife fight um just without fail it just yeah anytime someone looks at someone wrong a knife fight Mm. um but yeah okay okay so uh patrick swayze's in uh the first bar that he's working in Mm. um you know out in out in kabul or whatever and he's approached (laughs) by a good guy the good version of jackie treehorn um Mm. who offers him a shitload of money to come yeah, like an absurd amount of money five thousand dollars a night in <laughs> 1989 dollars so ten thousand yeah. dollars a night in today's money yeah. um yeah it just it, insane <laughs> plus plus there's like a bonus too and there's all this other stuff yeah. patrick swayze won't fly there because it's too dangerous um yeah which i think is a, a prescient reference to 9-11 <laughs> um yeah so he, he basically so patrick swayze begrudgingly takes this new job um and he'll just sort of show up there at some point because yeah. that's how jobs get work yeah 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 just he's like, just like a wandering like gunfighter in the old west you know yeah you know i haven't yeah. been hired too many times but when when i do and you find <laughs> out when you're starting uh you don't just I, i've never been able to just say like i'll just show up whenever how about we do it that way? You know, it could be yeah. a, 
a couple on Monday. It could be in a few weeks. Who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's not really how things work. But this is <laughs> this is this is the secret world of uh, of bouncers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's they make the rules, you know. Yeah, this is yeah. the the Knights Templar of bouncing, <laughs> and uh, I didn't realize there was this ancient code to go with it. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, I, also, oh, I yeah. like too in the scene where uh, where Patrick Swayze is recruited. He, um, or, or you might call, well, no, I'm not going to say that yet. But when he's recruited to run and improve the bar, uh, it introduces the first of many jokes talking about how Patrick Swayze is not big enough, or no, it's not that he's not big enough; it's that they thought he'd be bigger, right? And so, he's, <laughs> and he says that as, he's never heard that before, or something. <laughs> yeah, it starts this. Um, it starts this trend, which has continued throughout the movie, of characters just basically just over sexualizing Patrick Swayze. <laughs> he is like this, like black hole of like erotic energy at the heart of this movie like everybody wants to fuck patrick swayze (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah all to like differing degrees but everybody in the movie wants to fuck patrick swayze yeah they're just different orbits of um, yeah (laughs) of it Um, yeah yeah and one of them will will collide with uh patrick swayze's um Mm -hmm. just yeah density of sexuality (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) um but yeah so then he gets hired he also gives away his car if you remember that to like just a random guy oh yeah yeah (laughs) that's what he does yeah it doesn't make any sense because you think if he's not flying to this to this new place he's gonna drive there well that's his burner car that he gets rid of okay yeah Yeah. he just he goes through a lot of cars um (laughs) in this uh but wait, doesn't the car show up again later? Um, well, no, because he the first car, the one he gets rid of is his is his burner car in his original city. Because everywhere that's part of the bouncer code. Everywhere you go, you have to have a really cool car, and okay. then you have a burner car. Because <laughs> you know, you know, you're, you're such a good bouncer that people in the town are going to be just taking their anger out on you because you're keeping them from having like the crazy balls to the wall time they want to have. Oh. So you know they're going to fuck your car up. So you have to buy a burner car. <laughs> but it's not a problem when you're being paid like half a million dollars a night. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. There's no way the bar is making enough money no. to pay him. Like there's no. there's no way. Like they're just selling like like dollar drafts in the middle of nowhere. And <laughs> um, yeah, and, and like there's a scene – later on uh where he catches the bartender stealing like 150 dollars a night and it's like yeah why does the guy who owns the guy who owns the bar give a shit when he's paying patrick swayze five thousand dollars a night to just to <laughs> sit around and kick people yeah um, just an absurd amount of money yeah like 150 a night is nothing to that guy if he can yeah. afford a five thousand dollar a night bouncer um yeah like just it just that's an insane amount of money um okay so now for the purposes of this um this is patrick swayze coming into this new town is uh a prescient metaphor for the u.s entering iraq Mm -hmm. um i think it's you know i I don't think we can downplay the weight of that um and i'll give i'll give you that because there is an element of shock and awe to his entrance yeah, he drives his Mercedes up to uh, 
to uh, you know Baghdad or, or the, in the movie the Double Deuce, the bar he's been hired to work at, and it immediately attracts the attention of the patrons outside, the up to no good like biker love clad patrons. You start heckling him, but he's too cool for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So this is uh, he enters he enters into um, to this new this new land in search of riches, um, mm-hmm. hired by uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, this is oh man, I just lost my train of thought there for a second. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it is very like it is very uh, two thousand three Iraq right now though because he is. He's been hired to basically Applebeesify this middle of nowhere bar, right? Yeah, <laughs> like this like trashy dive bar. He's been hired to just turn it into like a, basically a family friendly establishment. It's not they don't say that in the movie, but like a nicer establishment. Yeah, and with, when they do turn it into that, it basically looks like a TGI Fridays. <laughs> yeah, with neon sign and everything. Um, yeah, and the, the main enemy in it um, is also trying to gentrify the town, but. He's just more nefarious about it. Yeah. So I think for the, the purposes of this is um, Patrick Swayze represents the, the U.S. military entering Iraq and mm-hmm. uh, Jackie Treehorn represents <laughs> the oil companies. Um, yeah. And and his minions are more like Blackwater. Um, mm-hmm. Or what? what is it? Are they like QI now or something like that? Uh, it doesn't matter. They're, they're always Blackwater. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, he uh Patrick Swayze uh shows up the he needs to you know the there there's sort of a tenuous grasp on power now by um the owner of the double deuce and he needs Patrick mm. Swayze to sort of finish seizing control over it which yeah. Patrick Swayze does by a pro- like with the process of debothification. <laughs> yeah, um, he does. <laughs> yeah, he he fires anyone uh who who isn't doing their job uh he purges them i should say mm-hmm. um you know mm-hmm. we mentioned the bartender who's caught skimming off the top um the um some like other random bartender or bar staff who's like selling drugs right yeah yeah um, and then the, the guy with the cool 80s fashion where he's just wearing like a sleeveless jacket mm-hmm. <laughs> like a plaid <laughs> sleeveless jacket and Patrick Swayze finds him fucking some woman in the back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, just and, – and then another uh, bouncer, too, he fires for being too oh, hot-headed. Yeah. Um, yeah, for being too much of a bouncer. <laughs> yeah, for, for really being, like, the the perfect guy to kind of run this thing, just someone who will just angrily step in and deal with shit, which you yeah. know, the movie sort of calls for. But, uh, but mm-hmm. no, Patrick Swayze's – is a cooler he's not he's not just yeah. a bouncer um well the so, movie wants to make you understand that like what you think of a bouncer isn't actually what a real bouncer would do mm-hmm. like this guy is like the old guard and that's not that's not the way you really want to do it you want to do it Patrick Swayze's way you want to do it the cool way yeah you know? which uh you know at the end of the day is not any different from the way the other bouncers are doing it but you know yeah you just which is another analogy to the war yeah it's about winning the hearts and minds you know you you can't just step in and kick you know kick someone's ass you have to ask them politely to stop a couple Mm -hmm. times and then and then kick their ass yeah um so you know patrick swayze goes on this hearts and minds campaign debothifies the bar um (laughs) and sure enough this process of debothification 
would sow the seeds of uh, of insurgency against the new Patrick Swayze regime. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think for the purposes of this analogy, the guy who owns the double deuces, Ahmed Chalabi, um, <laughs> sort of okay. dispersing um, Patrick Swayze at will mm-hmm. sort of for his interests, but uh, kind of masquerading with the um, with Patrick Swayze's best interests in mind, too. Yeah, I mean, if you think of the movie, if, if, when you look at the ending, you could say at the end of the movie that he's been, Patrick Swayze has been played all along. as just a pawn in the the game of these, like, small business tyrants in this town. Yeah. To take back the town. Yeah, it's it's, it's really true. Um, yeah. So, okay, so where are we? Um, they're doing, yeah. So then, uh, the, then I think this is the part where Patrick Swayze um finds the 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 rents that farmhouse with a wizened old farmer <laughs> yeah 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 and like a very perplexing scene at least one i don't really understand the farmer tells him that he can have the apartment which is like this fully furnished fairly nice looking apartment like on the upstairs of a bar like a dirty ass barn it's just yeah. it's like normal apartment um and the farmer tells Patrick Swayze that he can have it, and that honestly he doesn't care about the money, but that like the town would get mad at him if he didn't charge Patrick. I didn't understand that. Like, I didn't. I just didn't understand what that meant. I yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, like that. Like the town would like shun him if he didn't. If they found out he wasn't charging a tenant rent. Like I don't. I just don't understand that. Well, yeah. I guess the other landlords in the area might might not like that. Um, yeah. I, mean, I guess it yeah. could lower market rates uh, in the town. So yeah, um, yeah. I don't. I don't know though. Um, I don't know. <laughs> just didn't understand that. Okay, but uh, but bring this back to Iraq. The, mm-hmm. This Patrick Swayze's barn apartment is is like the U.S. military <laughs> base that sort of is right next to the green zone. And mm-hmm. as we'll see, he looks out the window and or no, as he's renting the apartment, um, the a guy flies by in a helicopter, Jackie Treehorn. Yeah. Um, flies to his, you know, big fancy complex with the, <laughs> you know, the water feature you said you described earlier, a fountain. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, he'll, he'll have Gatsby-esque parties, um, mm-hmm. on the lawn, but this is, this is the green zone, um, right here. This yeah, is... it definitely is. The helicopter really sells it as the green zone too. Absolutely. Just buzzing, like one of the poorer sections of the town. Yeah. Just yeah. just sort of like uh causing a ruckus, sort of disturbing people's day to day lives for absolutely yeah. no reason. <laughs> but um, completely like on purpose disturbing people's lives for yeah. no reason. Yeah. Just to disturb their lives. Yeah. And he's smiling as he does it. Um <laughs> and this this cements Jackie Treehorn as a military contractor, like a big, mm-hmm. you know, like a Halliburton. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, he, so, so that's, that, that establishes, um, you know, the kind of the power dynamic of this where uh, Patrick Swayze sort of caught in between where, you know, he's sort of, he doesn't totally realize it, but he's ultimately, you know, f- fighting for the same purpose as, jackie treehorn um Mm -hmm. but along very different methods they both want to colonize this town (laughs) but just sort of have the end result be a little different Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah i mean i i don't know the more i know i I said it kind of flippantly but i do kind of think that in the end uh 
Patrick Dalton, Patrick Swayze's character, is kind of more of a, a just unknowing pawn for this this town's interest. Yeah, and in kind of the way that the uh, <clears throat> you know the U.S. occupation force, in some ways, was used as a pawn to settle like you know grievances or to help people attain power or accumulate wealth. You know, you'd say, "Oh, my neighbor's a terrorist." <laughs> You know, so I, I can kind of see this. Yeah, it's coming together. Yeah. Um, okay, so what happens next in this uh, in this movie? Um, so then he buys a new burner car. Right, yeah. yeah. He just walks up to a, a <laughs> just car dealer just... and just pops the hood and says, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll buy your car. So he buys a new burner car. He goes, he trains up the... Um, the Iraqi army or his new army of bouncers at the double deuce mm-hmm. um, watches them kind of guides them through their first, <clears throat> their first combat experience, their first night. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to slightly better results, but then, um, you know, the fallout from his decision to fire the bartender starts happening. Right. Yeah. This yeah. is, this is what happens. He sent the, you know, someone high up in the previous administration, <laughs> the previous regime, um, mm-hmm. Who he didn't he didn't really do his homework on him. It turns out no, he's no, not at all. well connected and mm-hmm. uh, and is basically is the nephew of Jackie Treehorn and and has pull with the liquor distribution to this bar. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So this accumulates in a in a knife fight. Um, where where <laughs> yeah. uh, so what happens is <laughs> he comes back and the the owner of the bar is giving the bartender his job back. Mm-hmm. Um, and Patrick Swayze says, you know, he can't, he can't abide that, you know, this is sort of right. like, he's sort of caught in between. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, knife well, fight. Cause he didn't, he didn't come all the way to Missouri to just have some no good bartender get his job back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is it. The injustice of it is too much for him. You right. know, he thought he was trying to, to sort of implement a new regime and this seems like too much of the same old, um, I mean, he's there with freedom. Yeah, <laughs> this doesn't look like enduring freedom, to Patrick Swayze. <laughs> this looks like you know the the corrupt politics that he he was sent in there to dismantle. Yeah, um, even though he's being paid like three million dollars a night by the owner of some crazily shitty dive bar, and this bartender's only taking one fifty a night, he just can't abide by that. No, well, yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, but when you when you adjust for Patrick Swayze's you know personal expenses and that he buys a new car every thirty six hours, um, it, it it you know it it's it's different it's you know different economic systems at work here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, what was it? It's a big knife fight. Uh, Patrick hmm. Swayze kicks his way out of it. Um, yeah. Also, just just to pause there for a second, like even as he's helping this bar turn itself around into like a, a TGI Fridays bar, he's still destroying the bar like every other day. Right. <laughs> just all the furniture, like like maybe not all the furniture, but a significant amount of the furniture and like indoor feature at the bar just get destroyed by Patrick Swayze every like every other day, if not every day. Like in this night fight, like a bunch of windows get broken and like furniture gets busted up so it's like in addition to his salary and the salaries of all the bouncers and everyone else who works there 
they're just replacing furniture at this like absurd pace. <laughs> so there's got to be like some like crooked contracts, you know? Yeah, it sort of seems like it, they're just sort of a an unlimited stream of money going into it, and <laughs> no one's really sure on where it's coming from, how it's sort of all being accounted for, if at all. Um, mm -hmm. It's almost like they'll come back and in about 15 years and do the books on it and find something like 10 trillion dollars was missing and yeah they'll just sort of have to wait for the that to just sort of blow over and mm -hmm. act like it never happened um <laughs> yeah uh this is okay so damn um <laughs> what the fuck happened after that uh, uh well he gets so in this knife fight patrick swayze gets hurt and so he has to go to the doc to the uh the hospital Right, where he uh, very quickly seduces the local doctor, who is also the daughter of the local mechanic, who is also, and she's also the ex-wife of the villain of Jackie Trion. Right. Yeah. This. Um. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Th that character does a lot. Uh... <laughs> well, it's it's emblematic of the the really complex, you know, relations in this small town. You know, there's a lot of like different alliances and like different like. Uh, you know, everyone has this like, more complex background than Patrick Swayze could really understand coming into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. true. Yeah, she's sort yeah. of at the nexus of, yeah. of a lot of different interests uh, mm -hmm. that are that are kind of they'll, you know, soon be butting heads. Um, yeah, and yeah, <laughs> just to take a step out there from the the analogy, right. <laughs> like her character, like as the movie progresses, is really strange to me because like. At the end of the movie, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but when he, um, <clears throat> when Patrick Swayze comes in and is like, hey, like, come on, we gotta leave this town because, like, your ex husband is, like, starting to murder people. <laughs> and she's like, no, I have a real job as a doctor. <laughs> like, we can't just leave. It's like, could you imagine living in this world where, like, you start, like, hanging out with this bouncer, this world famous bouncer, <laughs> and then you also have to be a, a doctor? and put up with all the bullshit that's happening every night it's like what the like i would just get the fuck out of town and be like this is way too much like i did not sign up for any of this like, yeah i'm just trying to be a doctor i don't want to deal with your weird like feud with like the jc penny baron <laughs> and, yeah um yeah i think there was another dick joke in that scene too um oh yeah no she does she does tell him that she thought he'd be bigger right yeah um yeah so patrick swayze nice <laughs> exposition there that patrick swayze's character has a small dick <laughs> um yeah uh which i guess we really need to know um okay so um yeah he she he tells her to come by the double deuce uh mm. which makes a lot of sense why you know why anyone would why 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 he would invite her to this bar where literally 18,000 people get killed every every night. Um, just... Yeah, there's like a 100% chance of a massive fight breaking out every single night. Yeah. Anyone who goes... It's, it's a suicide bar. Anyone who goes there just gets stabbed to death. And... And you know he's, he's which is which is exactly what happens in the, like the next scene when she does come by. Right. Yeah, she comes by in the middle of another stab night and and sees... Patrick Swayze uh, heroically breaking up the fight outside. Yeah, um, he he like breaks a guy's foot. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. pretty brutally. He's yeah, like brutally breaks a guy's foot, and she's a doctor, <laughs> and she's just standing there, like, um, yeah, yeah. So much for that Hippocratic oath. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and they have like a very like Twin Peaksy date. Like the yeah. next scene, after he breaks some guy's foot and like beats up five other guys, they just go to like a diner. Right. Yeah. Then just yeah. hang out at a diner and uh, call it a night. Um, yeah. Rather abruptly, it's just sort of like a like a thirty second date in the in the movie. Yeah. Um, but you know, I guess. Uh, yeah. I guess she she just fell into a lower orbit around Patrick mm-hmm. Swayze's. Um, I guess massive sexuality. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, his, <laughs> yeah, his sex black hole. His, yeah, yeah, neutron star that's reaching its <laughs> Chandrashekhar limit um, of sexuality, and is just about to burst in in another scene or two. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, going back to that big fight that she walked into, you could kind of say that's emblematic of the uh, like early successive successes in the iraq war because you know mm-hmm. patrick swayze has trained up his army of bouncers and even though <clears throat> even though in this scene they're outnumbered and there's a guy with like a knife boot walking in they still manage to kick ass and you know some people could maybe get you know bruised up a little bit but they do kick these guys out they do win this battle and uh you know for all intents and purposes, Patrick Swayze can think that he's having success. But, like, you know, it's mission accomplished. Yeah, this is this is like the Fallujah of, um, you know, the yeah. scene is Fallujah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I did forget that they use white phosphorus in this scene. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, and then they also enslave the, the male population at the, of the bar afterwards. So. Yeah, make them clean up the bar, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that's how they pay for it, is they just... <laughs> That's how they pay for all this bar damage is they just enslave the local population. Um, yeah. Uh, right. So then after, okay. After his, it's, it's after his date that, uh, he comes back to his car and finds that it's been smashed up. Is that the timeline or is it? Yeah. That? Yeah. No, I think so. No, I think it's after that, that it, the car gets like smashed up. Okay. Maybe there's another yeah. fight or something in there. I'm forgetting about, um, no, I don't think so. I think they, okay. they go on their date. They come back. His car's been smashed up. And then it, I think they just kind of have a laugh about it. Right. Cause it's his burner car anyway. So who right. cares? It shit? doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he, he's already bought six more cars <laughs> in deleted. Yeah, he's scenes. got whole, he's got garages full of them just scattered throughout the yeah, country. That poor auto dealer. Who's the one guy in town has just had his entire inventory bought out in a week. Um, yeah. And it was during a sale week. So he's really having a hard time staying afloat. Yeah. So he's like, I <laughs> he comes in like a car locust. Um, <laughs> he, he always shakes during Toyota Thon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When he's being hired to come into town, it's like, <laughs> I'll start on President's Day. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Uh, so that's, that. that's what, that's what gets him to meet the kindly and oversharing gas station attendant um, yeah. mechanic guy. Yeah. Um, played by another guy who's been in other movies, but I forget. Yeah, I'm sure he's been something. Um, I mean, it's like this movie is mostly just character actors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, 
Um, right. He'll, he goes in. Uh, this is this where he finds out that it's the that that guy's the father of the doctor, or is that later? I don't know. Yeah, I think. Well, I think he's he's her uncle. I think it's okay. revealed. But yeah, I think he, I think he does find that out in this scene. I also think he he meets his um, evil Patrick Swayze in this scene. Right. His like evil counterpart. Because right. um, he and Jackie Treehorn come in to shake down the gas station tenant. Yeah, bizarre yeah. Patrick Swayze. <laughs> bizarre Patrick Swayze, exactly. Um, yeah, uh, it comes in. Yeah, so this they, they they kind of represent. This is like the oil companies. This is like Halliburton and Blackwater mm-hmm. coming in. Yeah, and you know Patrick Swayze's winning over the hearts and minds of the local businesses, and they're just coming in and just extracting profit from them. Right. Um, and you know, it, the fact that it's a gas station, I think just makes the metaphor all the more prescient. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so yeah, that, that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I'm, I'm getting hazy on the timeline. Just, <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's just sort of like, they just have filler scenes between a bunch of fights. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me, let me help you out there. So, um, there, there are some filler scenes, but then after this scene, the next major thing that happens is we have a meeting between Patrick Swayze and uh, the villain. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Um, where he is brought to the villain's house across the whatever river, lake, pond, um, by the villain's henchmen. And then the villain tries to parlay with Patrick, Patrick Swayze and get him to just kind of, you know, Let's have a truce. Why don't you let me have mine? I'll let you have yours. And, you know, Peace Ways is having none of it. <laughs> he just walks out on the guy. Yeah. He also witnesses the aftermath of just domestic abuse <laughs> because the villain's daughter, wife, probably not wife, romantic something is like working out to an 80s <laughs> workout video and has a massive black eye. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's ugh. Um, yeah, just they like, just throw that in there <laughs> and don't really ad- address. It. I mean, I get that. <laughs> no, I, I get don't. that they're like making it just to establish how bad Jackie Treehorn is, but just sort of like, right? Uh, oh, it's a thing that happened. That's yeah. Um, Although Patrick Swayze also treats this character, he treats her like trash too in the movie. So mm-hmm. it's also like, okay, we're just gonna throw this in here, but not actually do anything with it. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, this is the scene where we find out the uh, the villains' massive corporate connections to such titans as the Mall and J.C. Penney <laughs> <laughs> and Halliburton. Um, yeah, yeah. But I do like that they call out J.C. Penney because <laughs> just like imagining that, like all of the misery that the townspeople are going through is to bring a J.C. Penny to the town and then all the murder that Patrick Swayze ends up committing is to prevent that J.C. Penny from coming <laughs> to the town. It's <laughs> like, also like either way it's it's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> Wow, yeah. So this is all that for a J.C. Penny. Um Yeah, like a lot is being done. Yeah, I didn't know a photo like a photo uh, which bought a photographer, like a department store photography center and a hair salon and some like St. John polos. <laughs> yeah. And just sort of like, uh, 
yeah sketchy sales events too um yeah so right um yeah that's really bizarre to think about so um this jc penny slash oil baron um yeah <laughs> they can't find common ground because this only happens about halfway through the movie and there's another hour to go so that you can't have them find common ground here and no of course not um and i think it's interesting with the iraq <laughs> metaphor um to have the uh the this the jackie treehorn you know sort of his connections with the insurgents like he's connected to the insurgency and also um how he sort of uh enables this element of chaos because it keeps mm-hmm. his his business model of, of uh shakedown protection racket afloat um, right yeah and i think that's uh an apt metaphor mm-hmm. um no definitely yeah I mean, he's really just reacting to Patrick Swayze's entrance. I mean, before they had a a shakedown model, but everything was relatively peaceful, at least from what we see on screen. You know, we see the gas station gets, they knock over some, I don't know, something. (laughs) It looks like water and like some some maps or something in the gas station. But for the most part, it seems like there's some kind of equilibrium around the town, you know. Mm-hmm. They they skim off the top, but everyone does their business. You get a mall, you get J.C. Penny, you know, you get you get some benefits out of it. Yeah, um... but then Dalton comes to town and sort of, you know, throws things all in disarray. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. A little little oil spilled here and there. <laughs> um, what do they do? They destroy the car dealership. In yeah, well, yeah. Of Patrick Swayze's presence or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, eventually. I mean, that comes eventually. Yeah, yeah. That, that is a cool scene. <laughs> oh, am I, I'm jumping ahead. Um, yeah, you are. Yeah, because the next scene I think is where um, <clears throat> Patrick Swayze and his uh, love interest <laughs> finally consummate their relationship. She finally can't resist the gravitational pull of his just erotic black hole. So Which we see go, in this scene. As in his yes. butthole. Yeah. So they go back to his um, very nicely appointed barn apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, doesn't have a door. Yeah. It's, it's completely open to the elements. <laughs> right? Yeah. But it's, like, very... It's well furnished inside. It's, yeah, it's, it's like, a pretty well, nice place. Yeah, it's, like, a pretty nice studio apartment. Um, so they go back there, and they have a very, like, hot and heavy scene where they're just dance fucking yeah. to, like, some music. <laughs> And then um, she wakes up and he's out on the porch thinking about life, or I guess the roof of his barn, thinking about life and what he's doing in this town. And uh, they they have sex again while the villain Mm -hmm. (laughs) across the the lake fondles a very phallic cigar (laughs) while he watches them. (laughs) So it just just goes to show you how far that, that black hole reaches. Everybody wants to fuck him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, and I also I don't know where to pull an Iraq War metaphor from for this. Uh, I mean, I'm sure yeah. there's yeah. Um, I'm sure there's something, but I can't really think of anything right now. Yeah, I don't I don't have anything either. But um, yeah, it's just a you know, it's just a yeah, it's a fuck scene. That's scene. all. It's a good scene though. I just I like the shot to the villain with that cigar. It's like. I think they knew what they were doing there. Mm-hmm. I, I do think this movie is pretty self-aware because it's just so like completely ridiculous. Like they had to know what they were doing. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. I'm surprised the Jackie Treehorn didn't just get gravitationally sucked across the the water feature to to Patrick Swayze's embrace, and they just uh, have a threesome <laughs> on the roof there. Yeah, <laughs> that that could have happened. Um, could have, yeah. But no, he just stuck with his cigar. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I think so. Then the next thing that happens, we have uh, we have the best bounce in the world, played by Sam Elliott. Yes, uh, Wade Garrett, another <laughs> great name. <laughs> At least he has a last name. I'm surprised. Yeah. So if okay, Dalton is the second most famous bouncer in the world, right? And he right. has one name, but the most famous one needs of two names. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Well, it's something you earn as you become more famous as a bouncer. You earn you earn more letters. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. some are just like, when you're the lowest low, you're just like half of a D. Mm-hmm. You're like a, you know, just like a, a like you're you're not even like a full letter. So you have to work your way up. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Dalton still, yeah, Dalton still has a ways to go then. Yeah, he's got ways to go, but you know. But yeah, so he rolls into town and uh, this Sam Elliott. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Oh, this is this is like, uh, okay. So th- <clears throat> this is the Patrick Swayze sort of running out of moves here. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's kind of starting to feel overwhelmed. Um, well, yeah, because he does. He this is the part where uh, the liquor distribution has been cut off by the villain mm-hmm. to the bar. Yeah, this is almost like the you know oil companies have secured the oil fields, and they don't really <laughs> need to like put as much effort and they don't need to put as much of their you know um uh financial and and political capital behind um maintaining this occupation and invasion so right. they you know they've got what they wanted out of it for the mm-hmm. most part uh so they're sort of cutting off the tap here and it it just leaves patrick swayze kind of um you know out on his out on a limb here uh yeah. and so what do they do they they call in the the troop surge of what was that two thousand seven or so? Um, yeah, I think it was. I think it was two thousand six, two thousand seven. Yeah. Yeah. So they this is the request for um, an additional additional troops um, mm. to to sort of calm things down. Uh, to yeah, sort of yeah. Make it look like things are under control again. Sam Elliott is basically the uh, the David Petraeus. Yeah, of the Roadhouse universe. I, that's exactly. Yeah, I was thinking the same exact thing. <laughs> um, yeah, they call they call him David Petraeus <laughs> to to calm things down. Uh, you know who? This is their counterinsurgency guy. Um, and he does kind of have some. He does have some early successes. Um, because when he when he shows up, <clears throat> when, when he shows up, Patrick Swayze is being beaten up. Honestly, it's it's kind of a low point for his character because mm-hmm. he's trying to restart liquor distribution to the bar, but then uh, Jackie Treehorn's goons have showed up and they've kind of put a cop, you know, kibosh on that, and they're also beating him up. He, you know, they have him held back; they were just wailing on him. And then you have Dave Petraeus come in with the counterinsurgency, and he does make quick work of them. Yeah. So there are some early, early successes. Yeah, it it does yeah. seem like it shifted the balance back <laughs> in the, you know, um, yeah, back yeah. in the favor of the uh, of the coalition of the willing. Yeah, 
the, the coalition of the double do's. Um, yep. And and I I, th- I think actually at some point it's sort of just the the double by this point <clears throat> the double deuce has neon signs uh, it's mm-hmm. pretty glitzy um yeah so I th- everyone is wearing matching polos <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so yeah. this it's the the tgi friday's of vacation or the app apple beautification of it um <laughs> is it really seems underway like it, it really mm-hmm. seems like it's been colonized um by city folk in this, in this situation <laughs> but you know by the americans um yeah in in our iraq war analogy um and uh so that that sort of raises the stakes even more because if they if they cut off that liquor distribution um Mm -hmm. you know aka oil distribution uh there's the insert the insurgents are successful in that (laughs) then um then you know the whole neon sign could come down and and it could just go back to the way it was before right Um, yeah it's a dirty tavern where you sweep up the eyeballs yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Keep in mind the lot that the the double deuce two is sitting on is completely different from the first one. Like, I, I like you almost think that. they just built the second bar or something like that. It doesn't really make any. It doesn't. I didn't even notice that. That's that's really hilarious. Yeah, it just it just completely different. Like, um, so and and. There, there's no there's no real like expo- exposition there's nothing like oh we need to close the double deuce for for a month for remodeling it's just like they just show up one time and <laughs> like give me a montage at least you know yeah yeah that that needed a montage um oh definitely yeah and that the band can play without a cage around it at this point mm-hmm. um so <laughs> that's convenient yeah yeah um, i did notice that yeah yeah uh Okay, so Sam, so Sam Elliott, Petraeus, um, mm-hmm. comes in, you know, yeah. makes quick work of these these thugs, mm-hmm. um, but uh, does that that just calms things down temporarily? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for a little while, and you have you know Sam Elliott and and Patrick Swayze go out, they have fun with a with Patrick Swayze's lady friend. And um, Sam Elliott shows off his like pubic area, right? And we get to see a decent amount of his pubic hair. Um, and you know, they have a good time. They're kind of frolicking because see, you know, this, they've achieved a new a calm. They've achieved a new peace for now. Mm-hmm. Um, but then things heat up again soon because you know you can only keep the insurgency down for so long. So enough the uh, the gas station blows up. Right. Yeah, they yeah. they set off an improvised explosive plot device here. <laughs> yeah. That really really changes things. You know, they mm-hmm. the, the the main characters Patrick Swayze and Sam Elliott just don't have the kind of armor necessary to protect themselves against <laughs> this sort of thing. Yeah, um, well, yeah, when you when you become cooler, when you take on a new job, you take on that job with the army you have, <laughs> not the army you want. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Or, they're not. You know, well, maybe that's not a good metaphor. Maybe you go, you go there with the burner car you have, not the burner car you want. Yeah, the yeah. one that's on sale at the Toyota Thon <laughs> that week. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and also, uh, Sam Elliott's character, like David Petraeus, can't keep it in his pants, and no. is also like <laughs> openly like flirting with um, uh, with Patrick Swayze's lady friend and in yeah. front of him too so that's sort of a an interesting thing uh considering 
where David Petraeus <laughs> would get himself into later on. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, side note there. Um, so yeah, they they blow up the gas station. They set the oil fields on fire again, mm-hmm. um, which you know really throws everyone for a loop. And that's sort of a I think this is a turn where you see things sort of move away from knife fights into gunfights. Yeah. This yeah. Is, well, the stake you know the stakes are higher now. Yeah. Yeah. This is like the you know the, the this is like a you know one of the those big like uh, big bombs going off um, mm-hmm. yeah um, so that that just sort of uh, drastically elevates the stakes and the the next scene is where they destroy the auto dealership and put an end to to Toyotathon um, well no 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 because the, the scene that that does come soon but um the scene between this is where the villain and his goons come to the double deuce after the gas station's been blown up and they come to kind of flaunt their victory, you know, the, just let everyone know they're back. Mm-hmm. So, um, the villain has his girlfriend or whatever. She does like a strip tease dance to teach Patrick Swayze a lesson or something. I don't really, I don't like, I, I guess like to just flaunt their power. I don't know, but like, yeah, yeah, so that happens, and then um, we have evil Patrick Swayze fight all the bouncers with his martial arts skills. And a pool cue. And a pool cue. <laughs> yeah. The, the um, deadliest combination known to humankind. Yeah. Um, and at one point, he uses the pool cue to do a, um, uh, to, like, hop over the fat bouncer. <laughs> uh, to, like, pole vault over the fat bouncer did you see that oh uh so the the video for me was kind of shuddering a lot and i didn't oh, yeah, okay. it's kind yeah. of skipping i didn't catch a lot of the action yeah sequences. like the really fat bouncer comes up to the evil patrick swayze <laughs> and he knocks him down and he, he like puts the pool cue in his fat and just pole vaults over oh, him geez. onto the stage <laughs> that's brutal um it's <laughs> so fucking ridiculous yeah yeah wow um yeah yeah so but, uh yeah. So yeah, they're they're shooting rockets at the green zone here. Um mm-hmm. right, wait. Uh I don't know. Um like a, mil- like a military base, yeah. <laughs> this is let's just say this is ISIS <clears throat> closing in on the capital, closing mm-hmm. in on Baghdad. I guess we're up to twenty eleven here. Um Yeah, yeah. That works, yeah. Um Uh it's trying to, you know, cue everything up with uh <laughs> both our analogies. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's a general analogy. We're not going like an anti blind. Yeah, so. they've I rearmed themselves with though. with pool cues and <laughs> and they just and we're, we'll see. They they came upon a stash of guns, you know. Too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we do. We do see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, but um. Oh, sorry. What were you gonna say? Okay, and I was just gonna say, and then they, they then the next scene is with the car dealership, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> where they they take the uh, the monster truck <laughs> yeah. and just run over a car dealership. <laughs> right, yeah, uh, and yeah. just just destroy the <laughs> the front door. And it's like, you know, first of all, they're like a thousand witnesses to this, <laughs> and the car dealership will is not is not culpable for the this kind of like <laughs> like this clearly like Jackie Treehorn's going to have to just pay for it like is going to end up right. in court over this and is going yeah. to lose I, like I, I don't care how much corporate power he has he's going to lose this one because there are a thousand witnesses to him him standing there telling someone to smash up his 
his business rival with a monster truck. Like that's not like, yeah, that's not going to fly. Like what defense yeah, does like he a, have? There's like a crowd hundreds deep gathered around watching this. Like, yeah, but he's going to not come out of this in one piece. Um, yeah. But this is definitely a demonstration of ISIS. I think it's a good uh, analogy here where, you know, their power is increasing and uh, you can't really deny it anymore. Yeah. This is like yeah. in, in, uh, or no, I, I, I mixed up when I said 2011 earlier, but it should have meant, uh, 2014. Um, oh, yeah. I should have said 2014. Uh, but yeah, they, this is like 2014 when it just like, oh shit, ISIS, you know, they came in, they, they beat up the guys in the double deuce with the pool cue and humiliated the fat <laughs> bouncer. Um, they, then just when you think like, it can't get any worse. Then, uh, then they've moved in and just stormed through the auto dealership and um, came upon a, a stash of trucks and guns um, <laughs> in the process. And they just they just look unstoppable at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. And really winning horrifying uh, moral victories along mm-hmm. the way and and bolstering their recruitment. Yeah. Um, and this is the point too, where Sam Elliott and um, Patrick Swayze are considering just getting out of Dodge. Yeah, they're talking about just leaving the town and you know pulling out. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. They, there's a new you know there's a new administration on the home mm-hmm. front that that's sort of committed to to pulling out, and they're they're saying like, you know, what? Why are we still here? Let's just let's just take our cue to exit, and you know we've yeah. we've done enough, and yeah. Yeah, because at this point, after like three weeks in this town, Patrick Swayze has made like, you know, three billion dollars yeah. somehow. So it's not like he needs the money. It, yeah, five thousand a night for for three weeks. He, he's made a hundred thousand dollars in nineteen eighty nine money. So he's made he's made like a, a probably about a quarter million dollars just in the in one month here. Um, and yeah. Uh, like, like yeah, he he could totally, yeah, and and you don't really get the sense that the five thousand a night is like an exorbitantly high f- fee for him. It's like it's like more than he'd usually get, but like he can mm. make pretty good money in a place that isn't a war zone um, <laughs> yeah. that he could actually stick around in for a while. Uh, right, right. So, yeah. Um, blah, but yeah, blah, no, blah. and then the uh, the stakes keep getting ratcheted up. Because in the next scene we have, um, well, not exactly the next scene, but next couple scenes we see um, Sam Elliott's character after they decide to pull out, uh, you know, ISIS in this town strikes and they kill Sam Elliott's character. Yeah, through kind yeah. of like a, a Joker way with the yeah, coin flip. yeah, very very Jokerified Jokerified way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do like too that like when the villain calls Patrick Swayze. And talks about the coin toss, like that is very Joker. But I also like that they cut away. Like I feel like most movies, you just if this is like any run the mill action movie, there'd be there wouldn't be a cutaway. It would just be Patrick, Patrick Swayze on the phone talking, and you'd hear the guy like, "I'm gonna flip a coin," and then just hang up. But instead, we cut away to the villain. We actually see him flip a coin. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I just like that scene for some reason. I just like that they show you that. I don't know. Yeah, about that just makes me laugh every time I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. Hey, Nick, what's the most <laughs> you've ever lost in a coin toss? 
<laughs> yeah, it does have it does have very no country for old men vibes. Yeah, I wonder if that was the inspiration for it. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, and the answer to Patrick Swayze is Sam Elliott. Um, <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, so so P. Swayze finds Sam Elliott's body at the Double Dukes, um, kind of showing how much his power has waned because in this previously safe area where he had control, you know, his his friend the world's best bouncer has been undone <laughs> by being stabbed to death. <laughs> yeah. Um, this yeah. is, this is when all the, the dirt came out about David Petraeus and he had this, <laughs> well, okay, that happened before, whatever, you know, he's lost David Petraeus and the sense yeah, of yeah, leadership. The yeah. The, the surge, you know, everyone could see through it now, you know, like that counterinsurgency it's, it's whatever we, we see how ineffective it was mm-hmm. and it's, in, uh, in the most physical way possible it's just this dead body on the bar yeah, yeah. brutal um yeah, and this you know, they somehow stabbed him to death in a tgi fridays and <laughs> no that just happened there's no yeah. they don't show like how that <laughs> came to be but um defense, it is during the day but apparently the bar just like opened anybody during the day yeah <laughs> He's like there so, drinking a beer too after he just got beat up or something. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know, but um, but yeah. That, so that sends a uh, peace Swayze on a uh, revenge mission to just wipe him out once and for all. So, yeah, you know, that's where drone strikes are happening every single second of every single day. <laughs> just, just you know, massive retaliation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is um, this is when Donald Trump comes in and says, "We're just going to take the oil." <laughs> Um, yeah uh yeah no this is um yeah it, it really ramps up like uh it just <laughs> absolutely yeah 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 uh wait okay we're getting the the guy who <laughs> the night before this um when the doctor comes to patrick swayze's very nice barn apartment and they talk and the far the kindly farmer's house is blown up <laughs> Right. Oh, right. Yeah, that happened too. Uh, yeah. Another yeah. improvised explosive plot device. Yeah. Um, but then, um, Swayze's there. Turns out he's the one who set the bomb and tried to kill the kindly farmer. And so he and good Patrick Swayze get into a fight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there is again, like, some sexual tension uh, because evil Patrick Swayze tells Patrick Swayze that, uh, used to fuck in prison so i think the implication there is pretty obvious wait wait i missed um, i missed what you said there what was that uh, the evil 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 peace ways tells good peace ways um that he used to fuck guys like him in prison oh okay yeah um yeah, so, yeah, pretty obvious mm-hmm. um and then patrick Swayze proceeds to rip the guy's throat out with his bare hands yeah <laughs> yeah Yep, and also kicks him afterwards, um, just for good <laughs> measure. Pushes him across the water to the uh, the mansion. Yeah, back to the green zone with him. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I do like how just surprisingly graphic that is. Yeah, this is a situation where the the video kind of skipped on me, and I think I missed that, but I heard it. Yeah, yeah, he just rips his throat out, and then you see a shot of like a throat, which is like a cavity in it, like where like a throat would be. Just oh. like he just rips the throat out. <laughs> yeah, and that that's, sets up. That's a, spe- that's a special bouncer power. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's 
that's Sam Elliott's legacy that he left behind, you know. Yeah. Um, he didn't, you know, it wasn't for nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, jeez. Um, yada yada yada. Okay, so yeah. Is it is it the next the next thing that happens the the big mansion the shootout yeah yeah zone. yeah the next thing that happens well next thing that happens is uh, Sam Elliott dies but then like immediately after that that's when the he attacks the mansion right yeah <laughs> and just proceeds to murder people yeah with with the same knife that they killed yeah. Sam Elliott with um, yeah he just he uses it to to send his what his burner car or was that his nice car no that was his nice car yeah yeah, yeah. so his yeah. nice car burns up uh mm-hmm. sends it at them they blow it up um patrick swayze just goes on a is in rampage mode at this point um yeah but actually i mean like again if you think about all these people dying because you know for a jc penny mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, they got... in perspective <laughs> yeah uh i guess there's a I guess murder is on sale in this one. Mm-hmm. Murder's twenty percent off, um, <laughs> and cheaper by the dozen. Apparently, yeah. um, I mean the, the tone of the movie just shifts pretty, like it's a it's a pretty uh, abrupt shift in tone from like the previous movie we've been watching to just this, you know, Patrick Swayze murder rampage. <laughs> right, because to this yeah, and before Patrick Swayze rips the guy's throat out he hasn't killed anyone he just sort of no. beat them up it's all been like no one's really no one's been killed yet in this movie until uh until swayze does the throat rip move yeah um and then that just kicks off a whole whole chain of just of uh, yeah of death yeah. um yeah so uh <laughs> patrick swayze is in the house uh, you know in this guy's mansion and just ends Mm up uh killing everyone um yeah like pretty like brutally too like one guy he like stabs in the chest and then proceeds to use him as a human shield because Mm -hmm. like shotgun a shotgun blast and throws a knife at another guy's face like it gets like pretty brutal yeah um yeah and there's also just another guy there that he killed beforehand that they don't even show. <laughs> while he's yeah, there's like call. two guys he just killed. Yeah. We don't even see that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he ends up in a fight with Jackie Treehorn. And mm-hmm. they they go blow for blow on it mm-hmm. um, until eventually they... they uh, Patrick Swayze almost throat rips him too. Um, <laughs> yeah. He thinks about it, but he he yeah. hesitates. You know, he can't yeah. quite rip the throat. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, they have a pretty brutal fight. Um, and then what the the gas station guy was it the? <laughs> well, uh, it's like the whole town posse. It's like it's like kind of like Saddam. You know, like the Americans could have just ripped his throat out, mm-hmm. or you know, done something else. But instead, they decide to put up a whole trial and like, make a whole. Oh, we're gonna let the people of Iraq do this. So, in the movie, they do what they're gonna do. They form a posse and just shotgun blast Jackie Treehorn to death, like seventy-five times. Like they shoot him with the shotgun seventy-five times before any before he dies. Um, yeah. Oh wait, who was the the guy that got? What was up with the polar bear thing and the? Uh, oh, that was just like that was just like comic relief. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the fat, the fat villain uh, henchman <laughs> just gets a polar bear toppled on him. And he's shooting it for some reason because he thinks <laughs> yeah. it's a real polar bear. Um, I think so, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that stupid. Um Yeah, no, it's not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, uh Jackie Treehorn's dead. Um and the cops arrive and I like that before the as the cops are arriving, the like town posse is collecting all the shotguns that they were using and then they hide them somewhere. And then when the cops arrive, I guess you could say it's like the UN or something. Everyone's just like in a very like clear multiple homicide <laughs> like have, like clearly like multiple people have just been like brutally murdered everyone's like yeah i didn't see anything i don't know, what yeah, know it, what like that just his blood on him and they're like yeah i don't know i don't know what happened yeah that like that's gonna work that's really how <laughs> that's what's gonna work the the cops are just gonna be like all right well i guess they don't press them <laughs> on anything they just sort of say well they say they didn't see anything and that's yeah. it yeah um so that's really realistic uh yeah and absolutely. that's sort of how it goes um yeah so yeah so after that murder happened yeah the cops show up and then we have a, a very happy ending where peaceways and his doctor friend uh they just proceed to nude skinny dip with someone else on the shore watching them i don't know if you call that it's like a very brief scene oh i missed it yeah, you see Patrick Swayze jump in the water, but there was someone else like on a picnic blanket where he was jumping in the water, and then I guess that person just stays there while they fuck in the water. <laughs> uh, I don't hey, know. Yeah. Hey, I don't. But, I don't know. Whatever. I guess they yeah. they found a third. They're, they go on to be a very happy <laughs> yeah. throuple. Yeah. Um. And. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah, and that that's the yeah. movie. You know, keep in mind she. You know, she's she's seen him rip a guy's throat out in front of her, and uh, yeah. he 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 knows he was there when her ex husband was shot seventy five times, um, and they all they even got into a fight earlier where it seemed like they were they were broken up. Um, yeah, at one point, because he tried to get her to come with him. Yeah, he tried to get her to come with him, Sam Elliott, and leave, and. She's like, no, I'm like, I'm actually at my real job, not not your like weird roadhouse job thing. I'm like being a doctor, <laughs> and he like tries to get her to leave with him, but she's like, no, I have to like deal with real life stuff too. And then I guess that just flies out the window because <laughs> she just sees like the brutal aftermath of like a bunch of people that she presumably knew fairly well just get murdered. Yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah, that's that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. No consequences for any of that for anybody. <laughs> no, no, no. Nothing whatsoever. And yeah. it just goes to show that the moral is if if you have a problem, uh, you can just murder your way out of it. Apparently, that's <laughs> what. The... Which I mean does continue the Iraq War analogy mm-hmm. because all the people who started the war, no one's. It's not like anyone's suffering any consequences. Yeah. 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 Um, except that, like you know, I'm sure. I'm sure Dalton can go on the Ellen show. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> D- yeah. Dalton's endorsement would be sought by uh, by a major Democratic <laughs> Party nominee. Um, yep. Yeah, and uh, yeah, except that this is sort of where the analogy breaks down. Where you know it it wouldn't like uh, I, I think there's there's a moment where uh, Jackie Treehorn stops being Halliburton 
and mm-hmm. becomes Isis or something uh, if, for the yeah. sake of this metaphor. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that, that, that happens at some point, but that's, you know... Um, but that that's just sort of to to dramatize it but yeah it really mm. shows i i think um yeah so it's like Jackie Treehorn's kind of like the the Tom Berenger of it for a while and uh the <laughs> double deuce owner is the Willem Dafoe for going to make it about platoon yeah which you know this movie was probably originally <laughs> like a a it probably the first iteration of the script was about the Vietnam war um and it's surprisingly apt or not unsurprisingly apt a com- analogy for the Iraq war too. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then they, uh, they just sort of said like, uh, what if instead of setting it in, you know, Saigon, we set it in the middle of Missouri um, and made it about uh, bars instead of, you know, uh, I mean, honestly, I, I do like the world of roadhouse. I wish they had spawned like a whole franchise, mm-hmm. <laughs> like other things set in this world. Yeah. It, Cause it is like a, it's a weird, like, combination, like, really trashy 80s aesthetics and, like, kind of Old West or, like, wandering samurai stories. Mm-hmm. You know, this, like, wandering, like, good person who goes from town to town dispensing justice. Like, you could easily make a, you know, a franchise out of that. Like, I'm sure, I don't know, I hope Disney is thinking about rebooting. <laughs> Get J.J. <laughs> Abrams back on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does kind of have, like, a... Yeah. Um... It would be an interesting crossover with like a Highlander type deal where they. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it has Highlander. I think it has Highlander vibes. Like, yeah, definitely, definitely has that like same like late '80s, early '90s like weird like fantasy action movie vibes. Because this is like not a real world. Like, this is a complete fantasy world. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, yeah, it's it's loosely grounded in some ways, but not. <laughs> But just like, yeah, like throws in this like, yeah, secret society of, uh, yeah, it, it's bizarre. Um, just yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. The, the idea that they're just like these world famous bouncers is, is so ridiculous. Um, yeah, and it really, this movie really needs that to be real to drive the plot. <laughs> so just like it keeps just yeah. shoving it down your throat, just like how badass bouncers are and how they're like, mm-hmm. you know. They go on to be like SEAL Team <laughs> Six or something. Like, like yeah, they're all operatives. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, no, definitely, yeah, yeah. But it would be kind of fun to see uh, see this get rebooted and see it get the uh, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker treatment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just take take everything and just make it as horrible as possible. Like as dumb as this movie is, at least it takes itself. <laughs> It's self-aware and takes itself seriously, and isn't like gonna like think the audience just like treat the audience like trash, <laughs> like that most recent Star Wars movie did. Yeah, Sam Elliott like, comes back just... as a Force ghost. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, Patrick Swayze or you know whoever they get to play him because you know R.I.P. is like right. oh <laughs> awkward. <laughs> <laughs> they got John Krasinski to play him. <laughs> And he's like, oh, okay, oh, all right. Oh, I, I got a movie awful. pitch. I got a movie pitch. Roadhouse 2. John Krasinski plays yeah. um, plays Patrick <laughs> Swayze's son, the son of Patrick Swayze and um, uh, the, the the doctor. Um, yeah, in, in the yeah. future. And um, everyone's dead, but they come back <laughs> as uh, force ghosts. And he's like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, doing something to 
to wrap up his legacy and becomes like another badass bouncer, but in a harsher, grittier world. Um, and they can do like a like a gritty version, like a like a really gritty roadhouse. And um, yeah, yeah, similar to like the kind of fun. Like if you think of like this one is like the is the 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 well the roadhouse is like the first judge dread movie then this would sort of be like the second mm-hmm. judge dread the judge dread remake yeah. yeah where they could do like a highlander 2 to it <laughs> like <laughs> you know at the end of where at the end of roadhouse, after after dalton saved the roadhouse and the town he he develops a uh shield technology that saves the earth from <laughs> the evil ozone depletion but also um just blade runner city everywhere yeah. yeah um and yeah, it turns it out turns- that all bouncers are <laughs> yeah it turns out that yeah, all bouncers aliens. Are, are aliens yeah um, <laughs> sent down and once they once they've brought justice to the earth then there can be only one of them and they have yeah. to cut each other's heads off they have to get into knife fights or kick fights or whatever instead of instead of cutting each other's heads off they have to rip each other's throats out um yeah, that actually is good. Yeah, damn. Whoa, we should cut this out of the episode and just make this movie. <laughs> I think. I, hey, I'm sure you could probably buy the franchise rights pretty easily. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess the Bizarro John Krasinski would be Dwight Schrute, and you can make it, you know, keep an office Ooh, reference yeah. going. Just keep it referential. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. <laughs> that'd be kind of fun. And yeah, even shoot it the same way, and sort of have. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, whenever a fight breaks out and the other bouncers are looking to John Krasinski, he just sort of like raises his eyebrows and it's like, mm, "What do you, you know, <laughs> yeah, you you know yeah. what I'm thinking, um, kind of thing." <laughs> just insert sarcastic a, a really, comment here. Yeah, they could do a really big budget reboot with a uh, Denny Denis Villeneuve <laughs> directing <Yeah>. it. <laughs> just like do like a Blade Runner twenty forty nine version of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ryan Gosling is uh is Dalton. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost thinking like a Pacific Rim thing to it too, where oh, he has to go back to the town of Missouri because there's like a uh yeah, they're like alien transformers coming in out of the out of the like space ether in this Missouri town yeah. and the only one who can stop it is, you know, <laughs> uh is the son of Patrick Sway of Dalton. Um yeah. Roadhouse two yeah, son of Dalton. That's what it can be called. Yeah, if too many of the uh, if, they, if too many of the aliens get through the uh, like underground rift, they'll bring a JC Penny through. With them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Cool. Yeah. Well, all yeah. right. Well, I think we talk about Roadhouse a lot. Yeah, as we got. But, uh, man, we almost talked yeah. about it as almost as long as the whole movie, <laughs> but. Um, impressive. Yeah. Um, I just want to do a quick shout out though, just uh, in case, <clears throat> in case anyone's going to listen to this and think we're uh, plagiarizing. So uh, this guy Sean T. Collins did a project where he wrote an essay about Roadhouse every day of the year for a whole year, obviously. So there's like 300 Roadhouse essays. Wow. If you go to the website, and uh, I've looked, at, I've read a few of them, and they're they're pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Check so, that out. Everyone, yeah. go to. Sure. What's the website? Uh, we can we can post it in the show description. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, yeah, so look uh, after it's that. It's worth it. Yeah, just because of 
<laughs> devoting a year of his life to Roadhouse. Yeah, so. I've just devoted. We just devoted, I guess, uh, you know, three and a half hours of our lives to it. But this guy. That's that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, this guy's you know done a lot and um, probably <laughs> yeah expressed a lot of the same things that we we may we may have stolen some <laughs> ideas from him unwittingly. So yeah. Um. So, but check it out. Yeah. That's how we make up for it. Um. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. But uh, yeah, that yeah, was good. That was good. Yeah, this is uh so so check out the movie Roadhouse and keep in mind that it <laughs> it is actually a metaphor for the Iraq War and um mm-hmm. you know really came out uh you know about 25 years early I think um <laughs> yeah yeah so uh but yeah anyway this has been another quarantine movie episode of mm-hmm. Bone Stabbers Boom, Travers.